the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God wants you to live a life bigger than yourself, inspired by the vision he has for you. Sometimes we get stuck on our journey. We know something needs to change, but we don't know what or how. The question we must ask ourselves is, how do I break free from these limitations? To help you identify where you are on your journey to living big, Dr. Derek Greer has developed an assessment tool to reveal where you're stuck. Based on your individual results, this tool will identify the barriers keeping you from moving forward. Once you complete this free assessment, you'll be able to claim free a copy of Dr. Greer's brand new book, 120 Minutes to Live Big. To get started, visit CanILiveBig.com today. You were made to think big, do big, live big. But tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow, yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. to the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer, pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. God's Word is powerful and full of life. It opens your eyes to how big God is and how big life in Him can be. We pray that today's teaching compels you to grow and live a life bigger than yourself. Download this message and more at gracechurchva.org. Here's Dr. Greer with today's Live Big message. Amen. Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 25, Matthew chapter 25 and verse 14. We're going to have a quick review, and then we're going to pick up where we left off last Sunday. So this is really part two to last Sunday's uh, message. Verse 14. For the kingdom, and by the way, do this for me, since I know you're writing, and, and I know that some areas kind of, you get a little bit heavy, every now and then just throw me an amen, just do it for free, just, just so I know. And it might not be a good point, just every now and then, just throw it out there, okay? It'll make me feel a little bit better uh, as I minister this morning. Okay, verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is like or similar to a man. Y'all are already throwing out free amens. I appreciate that. Y'all are good congregation. He said, yeah. I'm going to start again. For the kingdom of heaven is like what? Amen. Okay. Hold some of the amens a little bit later. Okay. All right. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants. Now, only the very wealthy in the ancient world could take long trips like this. And also only the very wealthy had servants to the measure of this man. So we see here that this individual that really represents the father, this man that goes on the journey, or even Jesus himself, uh, was a man of tremendous 
means. Now, I don't, I don't know how far you guys go back in the church, but, but there was a hymn that says, my father is rich in houses and lands. He holds the wealth of the world in his hand. We have a very, very rich father. Our daddy owns it all. And he delivered his goods to them. Each servant would be entrusted with uh, uh, at least one talent, which in the ancient world and even today was an immense amount of money. Now, sometimes talents were gold, other times talents were silver. But if this was a gold talent, it weighed 75 pounds and it would be worth one point two five million dollars or so uh, in our world uh, today. And each person Every single servant received uh, talents according to this particular measure. Could you look at your neighbor and tell him, I'm too blessed to be stressed. stressed. Now tell your other neighbor. Yeah, you don't have to say tell your other neighbor. (laughs) Today I decided to count my blessings and not my troubles. All right, verse 15. Yeah, thank you. And to one he gave five talents. You know, our employers give us offices. Uh, sometimes they give us uniforms, desks. Every now and then they'll throw in a car, maybe a truck or what have you. But at the end of the day, we understand that all of those things ultimately belong to the company. They belong to the employer. All it really takes is just one pink slip, just one pink slip. And and the company will remind you very quickly as a a security guard escorts you to the door who all that stuff really, really belongs to. God lets us use it, but remember who owns it. Very, very, very important. So to one, he gives five talents to another two and to another what? One. Now, when we look at the sky at night, each star has its own brilliance. But what makes the sky so beautiful is that all of the stars, no matter how brightly they're shining, how far they are from Earth, they all shine together. And and this is kind of a, a similar, if you will, uh, of the kingdom of, of heaven. Uh, the kingdom of heaven is a little bit like uh, winning the Super Bowl. No matter whether or not you, you played on a team or not, you got any playing time, uh, the, the facts are every single person that, that's on the winning team receives over $100,000 in a bonus. Uh, That's a lot of money, plus a Super Bowl ring that uh, they they can wear for the rest of their lives. Here's the deal. I don't care if I shine the brightest. I just want to be on a team. So you may not be the brightest star, but you are out there and you are making a difference. You are part of making that nice guy as beautiful as it is. And then it says he, he gave to each according to his own what? Ability or or talents, if you will. God does not give gifts uh, arbitrarily, but according to his own supernatural, divine and perfect discernment. Now, we have to be careful because when we criticize the gifts that other people have, we're ultimately criticizing God's judgment. So he gave to each according to their ability, meaning if he gave it to you, you can handle it. And immediately he went on a journey. And at this point, it was time to take the training wheels off. Often, a master would raise up a servant from the time they were children and develop them for various uh, uh, purposes. And finally, uh, these men, you know, they had been trained for years, and, and the master wanted to find out what these guys were made out of. Verse 6, 
than he who had received. This is important. In the kingdom of heaven, if you don't know how to receive, you're not going to be able to give. You can't pour a gallon into a six-ounce cup. You just can't do it. So your ability or your capacity to receive determines the extent you can administer. So here's the deal. Stop praying for greater blessing when you should really be working on greater capacity. Lord, help me handle more. Help me be able to receive more. Help me to be able to manage more. You want more stuff, but if you can't handle it, it's going to end up on the floor. God's blessings are abundant. The Bible said they are like a river. The issue is the size of our cups. So, Lord, may you increase the capacity of this congregation. May you increase the capacity of the individuals. Why are we looking at a new building? Capacity. Capacity. In fact, it's an indication that we're doing something right in this property that we need another property. We need larger capacity to receive again, larger blessing. And each of you are a blessing. Then he, oh, by the way, that was number one. And forgive me, I get excited. Your ability to receive, underlying word, determines the extent you can administer. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them. Number two. Our dreams won't work unless you do. This guy took the talent and did something with it. You know, under it all, you might be the most gifted business person. You might be one of the greatest administrators. You might be a great housewife, a great event planner. You, you, you might be just an incredible husband. I mean, the most phenomenal guy or gal on the planet. But if you never use your gift, you'll never experience the benefits. And a lot of us are legends in our own minds. Oh, I'm the greatest. I'm like, would you please prove it? Do something with it every now and then. It'll get worse before it gets better. And the man went out and made another five talents. This is important. He used what he had to get what he wanted. Really, really important. Only poor craftsmen blame their tools. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. This is really important. Though our churches have to be nonprofit as it relates to the law, the kingdom is not. Number three, the church was not created to keep us busy. It was created to make us productive, productive, productive is the underline word. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and he hid. It wasn't even his to do this. He hid his Lord's money. This man was more concerned about his own security than his master's prosperity. Here's what I learned in life. Some of the most important things in life are on the other side of hard. And you got to get through hard to get to the good stuff and the fun stuff and, and the blessing stuff. Amen. Verse 19. After a long time. Now, this is the second parable in a series of three parables in a row. 
where Jesus hints at the idea. This is why the disciples were not as surprised as you may think. But he hints at the fact that he might delay his return. Number four, we must trust God even when his answer is wait. And every now and then I ask God for something and he's like, yeah, but uh, you got to grow. Yeah, but uh, you got to get ready. There's some things that you got to let me get in place before I manifest that thing that I ultimately have for you. 19. After a long time, means he delayed. The Lord of those servants came. He may not come tomorrow, but he's coming back. And he settled accounts with them. And this is important because sometimes we put God in a box. God's a good, good father, but he's not only father. He's also God. He's also a judge. He, he, he's also a creator. He, he, the, the, the best term to describe his relationship with us, yes, is, is, is father. But his response to this man is really, really important because it was all business. He, he's not being daddy here. He deals with the servant like you would deal with a balance sheet and a ledger. Number five, this is important. God loves us equally, but he does not reward us equally. God's love is unconditional, but his rewards are based on our faithfulness. I've had the privilege of having both of my sons work for me. And um, I never gave them a raise because they were my sons. I love them and I wouldn't love them less if they quit the job, messed up on the job. But the facts really are I was probably harder on them and it took longer for them to get a raise because I was trying to put something in those boys, let them know everything ain't going to happen so easy that on the job again, never, ever did they get a raise because they're my son. And likewise, there are some things you can't get from God just based on relationship. I know some, we start doing a relationship hustle in the church. And you know, daddy got me, daddy got me, but hey, 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 this parable, there's no daddy in it. The kingdom of heaven is like a master. So sometimes in our songs, we call him master, we call him savior. Yes, he's daddy, he's daddy first, but he's also my boss. And you got to allow God to wear the various hats that he must. Listen at Jesus again, Matthew 16 and 27. He said, for the son of man, speaking of himself, will come in the glory of his father. It's going to be awesome. Great day with the angels. And he will reward each according to how much he loves you. No. In direct proportion or according to what? According to his works. Our salvation is not based on works. Jesus accomplished it all. But here's the secret I got to tell you. His rewards are. So you better get it in. See, some of us, the Bible talks about those that are going to make it in by the skin of their teeth. Literally says, you're going to make it in like those coming out of a fire. And all you're going to do, and heaven's great. If that's the only way I can make it, and I take it. But we sing songs about our log cabin in glory. Here's the deal. 
If a log cabin was all I could get, I'll take it. But why would I choose a log cabin when Jesus said, in my father's house are many mansions? Why would I settle for an outhouse when I could have something in the house? Why would I settle just for, for again, a log cabin with no furniture when God could give me a fully furnished, I mean, everything I'd ever want in this place? Why, why am I just trying to make it in? And why are you just trying to make it? I know we sing those songs, but they're wrong. And when we know better, we ought to do better. I'm going to make it in. He died for my sins. I, I trusted on Christ as my savior. I'm not trying to make it in anymore. I'm trying to make my reward. I'm trying to take hold of that for which God took hold of me. All right, y'all still thinking about what I'm saying, because that was shouting ground. Matthew 25 and verse 20. Now, we could take a little diversion, but I won't. And we can look at all the whole bunch of New Testament scriptures that talk about our reward and our rewards all based on our service. That's why I'm so passionate about doing it now. That's why I would give passionately, live passionately, serve passionately, bless people, because I only have one life to live. Then I die. You know, what's amazing is my life's already about halfway over. I'm just getting started. And it's just about over. And, 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 and listen, when, when I get to eternity, I'm not going to be able to pray for the sick. There aren't going to be altar calls for people to give their life to Jesus. That, that, that there's not going to be counseling sessions. Nobody that I know is going to need a pastor because the great shepherd of us all will, will, will lead us and guide us. All I have is this life. So my goal is, the Bible talks about, and Jesus talks about it a lot. He says, listen, don't, 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 don't store your treasures on earth. But place them in heaven where moth can't corrupt and thieves cannot steal and, and things can't, can't rust up there. No, 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 no. Put your treasure in heaven. My treasure, my reward is not in this life. It is in the life to come. Now listen, God blesses me here and now and I appreciate it. But if it costs me every moment of this life to step into a greater eternity with my master, and I don't know what rewards look like, but if I could take a guess, it's probably proximity. Those that get the greatest reward live closest to Jesus. They hear his thoughts. They hear his heartbeat. They know his mind. When God's thinking about a new universe to create, somehow he lets us overhear his thinking and his planning. And he might even bring us to the table and let us inject. I don't know how that's going to work. I'm over my pay grade right here. But what I am saying is this life is not it. And we got to live like it's not it. Matthew 25 and 20. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, he's excited. I gained five more talents beside them. You see, all God was looking for was a little progress. See, I may not be exactly where I want to be, but I'm not where I started. 
And one of the problems you're going to discover a little bit later is one of these men stayed where he started. Matter of fact, he never got started. And we're going to really dig into that in a minute. Verse 21. And his Lord said to him, well done. The phraseology there is not really captured well in English because uh, I, I got, maybe we don't have the language. But in the Greek, it's a superlative. And it expresses the highest praise possible. So when this master said, well done to his servant, it was like, you know, giving a 10 to 20 minute standing ovation saying, bravo, 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 and, and really celebrating what this man accomplished. And Zephaniah digs into this just a little bit. In 3 and 17, he said, God rejoices over us with singing. Meaning God is excited about us. God celebrates us. And when we do right, man, he's not up there, well, you missed this little thing. No, no, he is celebrating and he's excited. You really, a lot of folks don't know God. They just think he's a little petty God picking over, you know, oh, you missed this one thing and, and I'm going to kick you. No, 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 that's not his heart. He looks for opportunities to celebrate and to pray. That's the heart of any good father looks for an opportunity to praise the children. As a father, that's what I've done for, for my oldest is 19, the other is, is 17. I looked and I had to look hard sometimes for opportunities to praise them. And you got, sometimes you got to study. I mean, you got to really, really look. But when I found a thing, I said, good job, boy. And what's amazing it's after a few attaboys, they started doing better. Then, then that thing expanded. They started doing better in other But Yeah, but, but here's also the deal. You can't always kick them in the pants. I don't know. I got way off on parenting. But if you're not making deposits, don't make withdrawals. A lot of parents are overdrawn. You've not made the proper investment. That's why your kid's upset and can't receive from you. Make the investment and you can make the withdrawal. Sometimes as a parent, I am super intentional. They don't know it. I'm pissed off at it. Oops. I said that. That's the second time I said that. But you know, the way I handle that is by spending time with them. And then I'll spend enough time to finally bring it up. You got to learn how to roll it out. If you don't want your kids to rebel. And go in the wrong direction. Well, the master said to the servant, well done. Now, some of us are going to hear that. And I'm excited. Because if you look at the proportions, two of the three men heard this. But for some of us, we're not going to hear well done. God's going to be like, well All I gave you and what? He said, well done. Meaning this guy didn't just pray about it. He went about it and he did it. Number six, we will never finish what we don't start. The secret to getting ahead, let me, let me give it to you real, real quick. Is getting started. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. Again, God gives credit where credit is, is, is due. And everyone might not always appreciate me. Everyone may not always praise me. But as long as the Lord does, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. He said, you were faithful 
over a few things. This is where you see the wealth of this, this, this master. Because if uh, one and a quarter million dollars is just a little bit and a few things, this guy was, was a person of means. So you were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over what? Many things. Number seven, big things come out of doing small things well. Important. And then he says something that to our ears, we may not understand the import in the first century. He said, enter into the joy of the Lord. This was shocking to the original hearer because a, a, a master would never, ever spoil a slave by giving him or her their own prerogatives and pleasures. That's, that's a certain way to ruin a slave. And, and here's the deal with the Bible. And that's why Jesus has to take license within these parables is because, you know, the kingdom of heaven is so expansive. It's so incredible that, that no one parable can get it all said. There's, there's no one metaphor that we understand now that could say everything. So God had to have Jesus tell, tell dozens of parables in order for us to, to really capture all that the kingdom of heaven is. Verse 22. And he also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I've gained two more talents beside them. And then the Lord rewarded the man with two talents, just like he had the last. The two men had different gifts, but they showed an equal amount of diligence. It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog that God rewards. Skip to 24. You've been listening to Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live big. Listen to this message and much more from Dr. Greer for free at gracechurchva.org. We also invite you to join Dr. Greer and the Grace Church family here in Dumfries, Virginia, not far from Quantico Marine Base. We would love to meet you and have you join us for worship, teaching, and fellowship every Sunday and Wednesday. Get directions, service times, and much more at gracechurchva.org. That's our time for today. Join us weekdays at this time for the teaching ministry of Dr. Derek Greer. And remember, until next time, live big.